Hi there, welcome to Jake's place. Overlooking the beautiful North Shore of Lake Erie. I'm your host, Tia McGrath, and this is my podcast for storytellers. Well, fall is officially over, and I'm going to declare it officially soups and sweaters season, Tommy. Yay! Get the crock pot out, everyone. Inflation is driving prices up. I just picked up a three-pound bag of apples, $11. That's insane. There's like, there's like, it's like $2 an apple. That's insane. For local apples. It's like, so... As we all battle inflation and fall coming up and winter around the corner, I'm going to encourage you to look for those recipes and get yourself a crock pot if you don't have one because they are amazing. I made I made us a black bean and sweet potato chili last week that was just incredible. And um, there's all kinds of yummy recipes out there and you can find them on the internet or you can find cookbooks with them too. So. We all got to help each other out. If you have any recipes that you want to share with us and share with our audience, please feel free to send them in. I know we we did that last year and we got some amazing recipes in and we were happy to share them with everyone on our website and online. So, um, and also I, I was just, Tommy, I was just reading this funny um, article. I don't know if it's funny. I don't know if it's funny, but it was an article that, that tickled my tickle bone, funny <laughs> bone. And it was on called Cozy Cardio. And apparently this girl has become a TikTok star by working out in her jammies. <laughs> now, let's be real. Has, is this anything new or is she just the first one who is, who is brave enough to admit it? That or she, put it on TikTok. And put it on TikTok. I mean... Really, like she lights candles and she um, has the whole music thing going. She has her little routine and she works out in her pajamas and it's no big deal. And it was really, really a cool story how how um, she decided to pursue a workout routine that was comfortable for her, not something that made her feel like she had to compete against herself. And so she created this comfy cardio and I mean, this is what we do all the time in the wintertime. <laughs> we do our comfy dog walking cardio, too. <laughs> you never know what's underneath those winter coats and Canadians and Northerners, right? Yeah, that's right. Why, why change out of your jammies when you just put your three layers on and go walk? And that's come right. Back. <laughs> so, for those of you who are out there going, oh no. Uh, bad weather is coming in, snow, those those beautiful walks or the walks in the mornings may get a little later now. Um, you know, it's think about your comfy cardio, <laughs> cozy cardio. That's kind of cool. And speaking of comfy, cozy, we had an opportunity to do some traveling this year and actually sleep in the back of our road van, which was really cool. We were, we were up in Sioux Narrows which is five hours north of Thunder Bay. And we spent a couple nights. It was a it was like a three-day three drive up there, three days back. And we actually, Tommy, didn't we spend a couple nights just sleeping in the back of the van? Camping in the woods. That was so beautiful. Off the grid. No one could find us. No one could find us. <laughs> it was awesome. I didn't want to leave. 
It was it was wonderful. And we ended up getting a beautiful interview up there, a podcast interview, which we're going to feature in one of our next um, upcoming episodes. But this episode, we want to devote to uh, friends of ours, Brenda Fielder and Jimbo Henson. Tommy and I were down in Nashville and recently, and we had the opportunity to perform, do some songwriting in Chet Atkins' studio, which was incredible at Studio A, which we're going to talk about more later. But we also had a chance to catch up with some friends of ours that we haven't seen in a while. And in this interview, you're going to hear how we met Brenda and Jimbo. Jimbo, unfortunately, we lost Jimbo. And, but he was one of the most incredible human beings, one of the most incredible songwriters. And he and Tommy did a lot of amazing writing together. You guys banged out some great hits, didn't you, Tommy? Absolutely. Well, it was so much fun writing with him. It's um, His mind is, is, is beyond um, stellar for me because he, he could take any idea and flesh it out with a lyric. That, it was always poetry. Can you think of one song in particular that you guys wrote together that really sticks out in your mind as a Jimbo Henson lyrical masterpiece? <laughs> well, other than the one change that we wrote with Kim Tribble, which is really, really amazing, beautiful lyric. But for me and him, our very first song that we wrote together, um, I was sitting there kind of complaining about uh, what, I wanted and what I didn't want because I was new to Nashville I was there in town and things were changing and things he goes well Tommy everything comes with everything you don't and, and everything you want comes with everything you don't and I said well that sounds like our song title and he says just play me something and so I just started noodling with my guitar with this cool riff that I loved and and Jimbo's style was really neat because you just sit back and just watch him. He sits with his notepad and, and he just doesn't say a word to you. He just starts scribbling off lyrics and, and, and lines and things. And then after a few minutes, he says, okay, stop. Tell me what you think of this. Oh, yeah, brilliant. And, yeah. and that beautiful smile of his. And that beautiful smile of his. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was, he was, he was a genius, that guy. He and Brenda just... just fit together like a glove and they're they're such they're, they're they are such beautiful beautiful humans and so brenda graciously invited us to the farm her family farm to spend an evening with her and also she wanted jimbo's story to be heard so we we asked her and invited her to be a guest on our podcast show and and I am so blown away that she that she graciously accepted. And so today we're going to feature the interview that we did with Brenda Fielder at their generational family farm that goes right back to the Civil War in Ashland City, Tennessee. And it includes a talk about the farm, her work on the farm, which is incredible, and also Jimbo's a tour of Jimbo's platinum and gold albums hanging on the walls. His legacy. His legacy. And today's episode is sponsored by Global Pet Foods, Dundas and Dundurn locations here in Ontario. We want to thank Bonnie and her wonderful staff for, for supporting the podcast show and for supplying their customers with everything from small animal care to alternative diet to health and supplements. Get advice foods and supplies to show the smallest pets a lot of love, 
frozen, freeze-dried, dehydrated, refrigerated, you name it, they've got it. Ears, eyes, mouth, and nose, they've got your pets covered from head to tail. Global Pet Foods. Eat. Play. Love. for a real treat today. We have just stepped onto the porch and through the glorious doors of the Century Farmhouse belonging to Brenda Fielder mm -hmm. and Jimbo Henson. Yes, that's right. Thank you, Brenda. Oh, it's sharing. so good to see you all. Oh, it's you're, wonderful. It's just wonderful to have you all here. Same here. Same here. We met, Tommy and I were counting it up and it was like 19 or 20 years ago. Yeah. We were down at Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival. Okay. Rusty Golden had invited Tommy yeah. and me to perform. Yes. Yeah. And I think we did our Catfish Deacon and Jimbo. Jimbo loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he loved that song. Every time you did Aww. it, he just was in there singing it with you. <laughs> and, yep, he did. I remember him up on stage with it and yeah. he introduced me to you and right away I just felt this real warmth from you like you had accepted me into your family. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And now here we are walking into your beautiful home and you've embraced us. Uh, with always, your, with always. Your grace. Tommy wrote here with Jimbo back. Um, I don't know. Do you remember what year it was? 2001. No, actually it was 1999 because that was. Ah, uh, okay. That's it what was, I was right? thinking. One of the first years I was here. Okay. In okay. Nashville as yes. a writer. Yes. Do you remember what song you guys wrote? No. But I probably have a work tape of version. Yeah, we're going to have to go yeah. back. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I probably yeah. have a work tape version. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You probably remember the writing session more than the song you wrote. <laughs> no, I just remember us laughing yeah. the entire time. Nobody just, laughed as hard as Jimbo. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so over here, uh, we want to begin right at the beginning roots of your family. Okay. All right. Well, in the top right corner, that's my daddy. So uh, two shelves below it is his his great-grandfather, my great-great-grandfather, that is James Washington Fielder. He fought in the Civil War and he came to this spot and built a home for his, for his family and raised his family here right after the Civil War. And then over next to him, that's his son, uh, Houston Fielder, and the, name is, the road is named after him. Mm -hmm. He's the one that added most of the acreage. We, ha we had 300 acres when my dad bought it from his uncle back in the early 70s. Oh, wow. And then Jimbo and I bought 60 acres from daddy, not two years before he died. Yeah. And the little house, we had a tiny little shotgun house here, oh. and uh, it was so cute. We moved, we moved in, Jimbo kind of moved in 90. We were doing a lot of, we were riding horses. I bought him a horse, and then mm -hmm. it was all over. He was ready to move to the country. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then we bought we bought it from them in '94 uh, and yeah. started working on the little house. We had party crowd money coming in. We built a riding ring and bought a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> it was a party crowd in this house for sure. And there's the sign. There's the, the sign. Party crowd. Yes. <laughs> the sign came from the MCA party where um, they were named Radio and Records. Uh, airplay record of the year for 95 and MCA had a big party for David and Brilliant. we were all there and Tony Brown it was so much fun and on the way out there was this sign was at the uh, you know on the road and Jimbo said I'm taking this with me so yeah. <laughs> he got the sign and somebody came and said you can't take that. He said, I wrote the damn song. <laughs> so, okay, you can have it. Yeah. So that is brilliant. Now it's here. 
Yeah. Oh, this is going with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah, they that's let him wonderful. have it. So, yeah. Oh, that's a treasure right there. And they wrote, they wrote Party Crowd here at the farm. Did they really? Yes. Yeah. She could not keep from crying When she told me goodbye I knew, Lord, it was breaking her heart she was breaking mine For the sake of her feet And the sake of my cry Told her not to worry about me So I'm sitting here Soaking up the neon lights Misery looking for some That's where you all wrote, Tommy. Yes. Yep. But um, I remember that. Yeah, I wrote it. And um, and you told me that that Jimbo would take care of the house and he'd clean and cook, and you 
We're out in the farm Took on care the tractor. Of the animals and the yes, horses. Ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Now Jimbo loved doing the tractor, but he also didn't like a tan line, so Jimbo would be <laughs> riding the tractor in his speedos and all these old farmers. I'm surprised he's wearing a speedo. <laughs> well he thought he should well he wanted that tan line. He didn't want that. <laughs> so that, so that was that was hilarious, Ryan dear. That's so yeah. Old farmers, you know, yeah. tobacco farmers and yeah. cattle farmers. Related yeah. to a lot of them, but we yeah. had a lot of fun with that. They and all loved it. And you've got some tools, some old fashioned tools. Yeah, those that's a hand saw, I guess we're you got one person on each end. Mm-hmm. That's about a six foot saw. There's some tobacco growing tools mm-hmm. that they used. I can't tell you what they all are, but that they, those were all part of um, the farm. They were in our barn when we bought the place. And wow, those are cool. I just think they're so cool. Yeah, you can hang mm-hmm. them on the walls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't have any wall yeah. space. We we yeah. have mostly yeah. windows because of the view. Oh, uh, absolutely. When we started working on the house, I sell windows, obviously, and I order the biggest ones that they would make, and then we sort of design the house around the views. And it's just beautiful. Yeah, thanks so much. It really is. We're looking at the rolling hills of Tennessee, and and you have animals out there. You you said you live in the middle of your herd. I do. I have animals all the way around. (laughs) Oh, I get it now. The horses are in the barn. The llamas are in the barn and back and forth with the cows, and then I have my cattle all the way around to, to this fence right the, the front area here where the driveway comes in is yeah. uh, the only place that doesn't have animals on it wow. and sometimes they get out and they're out there anyway so I'm in the middle of it it's so much life around me. yeah I love that. yeah you can't beat that yeah, yeah yeah it's awesome yeah well thank you for letting us in the middle of your herd today oh absolutely <laughs> just wait till sunset the cows come up and you'll get to see all their little cute faces Aww. I've got about 16 little bitty babies out there oh Aww. they're so cute so you actually have a sign. This is a Century Farm, 100 years of continuous agricultural production. That's right. State of Tennessee Department of Agriculture. And around the corner is another sign, which I want you to talk about. Okay. Because this is really cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your... Conservation Farmer of the Year, 2006, for my county. Tell us about that. So, I always wanted to do something with the land, with the property, and um, it's it's really it's not a row cropping type farm. It was pretty much set up for raising cattle, Mm -hmm. and we had we had a few cows. I had six that I'd gotten from my uncle, and just you know to have them out here. I met a guy about 2000 who was retiring from the bank and he was ready to be a full-time cowboy and we just we just clicked uh he and his wife and Jim and I we just got to be great friends but he convinced me that we could make this happen on the 300 acres Mm -hmm. so we applied with the conservation department for their um equip program it's called environmental quality incentive program so they they did cost sharing on uh, environmentally sound farming practices. So I applied and I got it oh. because I had enough land and I don't I think back then maybe not as many people were applying for the programs as they did mm-hmm. and or the, as they do now but um, they cross fenced for rotational grazing all my pastures we did about 20,000 feet of high tensile electric fence mm-hmm. all on the back of the farm and over here and uh, everything they suggested that I do 
I did it. You and did. They, they paid 75 to 90 percent of the cost. So mm -hmm. we were working on party crowd money at this point. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah. I, I was able to do that and um, bought a herd of pregnant cows. Wow. About 60 pregnant cows, yeah. and we started with my friend Scott Crabtree. He was—he's been a wonderful influence on me in that department. But I did so much; um, they awarded me with that. That is amazing. In 2006. Yeah. I yeah. was stunned. I was stunned because I—I just did what they suggested I do, and I think a lot of people didn't do everything. Well, so sure. I did right. more than than anybody else in that year. Right. You in followed through. So. You followed. Congratulations. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, it was. Yeah. It was pretty special. Uh, one of my uncles, two of my uncles actually, had won this award back years ago in the fifties and the sixties. Yeah, were you the first women to first woman? Of course. To win of yes. Course. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> my little aunt who had the farm next to me. She was she died a couple of years ago at ninety eight, but. She was so proud of that because her husband and her brother had both done that, and she thought that was just the greatest oh, thing in the world. Yeah, <laughs> riding your tractor and riding yeah, my tractor, yeah. moving my cows, yeah. learning how to do everything with vaccinated. Commitment to conservation of yeah. natural resources. Yeah, the rotational grazing is part of that program where you move them from field to field. Yeah, so you don't overgraze particular fields. Right, you leave them three days and let it grow, and then move them three days. Depends on the growth pattern, but yeah. uh, my friend Scott and I, he'd bring his horse over every morning and we'd, get, we'd move the cows on horseback. I'd get mine saddled up and while they were waiting for me to get dressed and have a cup of coffee, he and Jimbo would sit and laugh and have coffee. <laughs> they just got to be such good friends. It, it's, it's been a wonderful relationship. How many cattle do you have now? Right now I've got about 60. Mm -hmm. At my high point I was up to almost 200. Wow. It was yeah. a lot. Yeah. And they're beef cattle, you said. Beef cattle, yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, dairy is a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. You're confining. <laughs> so we have walls and walls of gold and platinum albums here for, for Jimbo Henson. <laughs> yeah. And uh, where do we begin? Oh, oh gosh. gosh. <laughs> where do you start? You know, how, yeah. did you, how did you and Jimbo meet? Do you mind me asking? Oh, that? no. Uh, we met at a club in Nashville. 1975. I was there with a high school friend of mine. He was sitting in on the drums with some gospel acts, and it was Elvis's opening band, mm. a band called Voice. They were all in gospel music with, you know, the, the Stamps Quartet and all those people that sang back up. And he got up on stage and sang um, Mandy, and then he sat down, and I went and asked him to dance, so we danced. Yeah. Then he got up and sang Bobby McGee, and we danced again. <laughs> and that's a, didn't see him again for about four years, oh. and he had moved to California in the meantime, and was roommates with one of my best friends from high school and college days. Right, right. And I went out to see my friend, and we just clicked. We were we were best friends for about a year before he came back to Na the Oaks brought him back to Nashville mm -hmm. to sign another. The Oak Ridge Boys. Songwriter. Yeah, the Oak yeah. Ridge Boys. Yeah. To sign yeah. another publishing contract yeah. with them. And yeah. he came to see me and never left. And that we're, was it. We were, we yeah. were together from yeah. that minute on. Yeah. So your marriage was kind of like that. You danced and time together, dancing, and then Jimbo's music and yeah. dancing. And yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's been about what, 43 yeah. years. Wow, wow. Yeah, it's been so, a great ride. Yeah, he was, he was quite, uh, and is, he is. His yes. presence is still, is still... 
It's loud and proud. It's loud and proud around yeah. here. Yeah. 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 So if we could go through and sure. just talk about some of the songs that, that he's written okay. through the years and been celebrated for. This, well, this is uh, 1981 was the Oak Ridge Boys' biggest hit that he had, and it was the title of the album that had Elvira on it, but mm -hmm. the album title was Fancy Free. He got one of the top ten country hits of 1981 with this, and that's uh, Christopherson giving him his award. Oh, Chris Christopherson yeah. and Jimbo. Yes, I'm setting fancy free Even though I love still She'd be no good to me If I held her against me Even though that girl She's the best part of my world I'm setting fancy free. And the, the year before that, he had had a big hit with, with Brenda Lee, Broken Trust. Right. And that's on her plaque at the Country Music Hall of Fame. He was very proud of that. And the Oak Ridge Boys sang back up on Broken Trust. Did they? Wow. Very, it was her last really big hit. I wonder how many people know that. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. She, he had four singles yeah. by Brenda, and they got yeah. to be very good friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was also his first idol when he was a little kid singer, six, seven years old, and he saw this little tiny girl on TV mm -hmm. singing her heart out, and he said, I want to do that. That's what I'm going to do. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. And then they got to be friends, and she recorded several of his songs. It's really cool. Let's see. This is a um, cut we got. This was a Kim Tribble oh, co-write. Right. The song is called I'm On Your Side. And we had just started our publishing company, and Kim was starting his, so he was able to start his company on the strength of that song. And it went gold. Patty Loveless. Patty Loveless. Yeah, it's called I'm On Your Side. It's fantastic. And it's the song is, I should have been co-writer on it just because I'm a publisher, obviously. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it came out of a letter that I wrote to him. And it, it's, I mean, it's yeah. almost, it's not word for word, but it, it's the whole scenario of what I... Oh, Brenda, this is beautiful. Yes. You should have got a color really sweet. No, and there's you. Okay. There's I'm not a writer, I, but I, I, I own it, so Patty. that's a good thing. That's you and Patty. Yeah. And then Kathy Mattea, he had uh, yeah. Train of Memories with Kathy. Look at that. Look at the smiles. Oh, gosh, it was such a happy time. Reba. And Reba, now, you probably don't know this story. Um, this is a song called Red Roses Won't Work Now. It was the second song he wrote with David Lee Murphy. David had just moved to town. They got together and wrote. Jimbo, I, I believe, was the first writer that, that wrote with David. And the second song that they wrote together, Jimbo's publishers got cut on uh, Reba. Great song. It was, uh, should have been a single, but it was a great crowd favorite during the yeah. nice. What year is that? Concert. What year was that? Uh, that would have been 1984, maybe. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, before we started our company, so yeah. that was still with the Oaks Company. And speaking of the Oaks, here we are, the Oaks there it Boys. Is. This is for the two million airplays of Fancy Free. Wow. Look at that. You know, it's it's amazing. It took it what this was it took about thirty years of, uh, to have two million airplays. 
I don't know if anyone can fathom what we're looking at because I don't know if this can happen in this day and age unless you're like Taylor Swift or someone, right? Like it's, it's because there's such a divide in, in you know, the, the hierarchy. It's almost like yeah. a hierarchy now, isn't it? Yes. You're either Taylor Swift and, or you're, you're the other writers right. who right. are... Yeah, it's not, a totally different world, not, isn't it? Yeah, okay. We, we streams, were in it and it's yeah, yeah. streaming. I mean, two million streams mm. is nothing. You might make yeah. ten thousand dollars on two right. million streams. That's right. Two million plays on uh, commercial radio. Yeah, you know, we made a lot of money mm -hmm. for yeah. a long time and still get money from yeah. that. Yeah, And then I have a whole stack of checks from streaming that are two cents. Yeah, forty cents. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That's okay. Let's see, this is, this is Steve Earle. Um, he wrote Hillbilly Highway with Steve and a song called Down the Road that Steve and This was the trip where they wound up signing. Tony Brown wound up signing Steve. My granddaddy was a miner till he finally saw the light. Didn't have much, just a beat up truck and a dream about a better life. Grandmama cried when she waved goodbye You never heard such a lonesome sound Pretty soon dirt road turned into blacktop Detroit city bound Down this hillbilly highway Hillbilly highway They were nominated for the Dove Award and nominated for a Grammy for, for the song Colors. Mm. And uh, it was the first time they'd cut one of Jimbo's songs in 15 years. And it was the first time they'd been nominated for a Grammy in 15 years. Jimbo oh. loved that. <laughs> <laughs> Told you so. <laughs> yeah, we were doing a gig in Atlanta somewhere and um, he, Dwayne called Jimbo and said, Guess what? We've been nominated for a Grammy. They laughed. They laughed their heads off for the rest. <laughs> so, did you go to the Grammys, or did you watch them from here in the house? No, we were, we went to L.A. and mm -hmm. um, our friend Linda Hart was having a big party because her brother had been nominated for a Grammy as well. So she had a big party, and we, we got to go there oh, and, and do everything. But Best yeah, we of both worlds. Oh yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> more fun anyway. Ray Hernan was with us. We had a big time there. Let's see. This is the first uh, country album the Oaks did. He's got a song called Let Me Be the One on there, and that was recorded several times. This, that song was on, in line for Elvis to record. Have you oh, heard that story? No, no. So the group voice, you know, they were Elvis's opening act, yeah. and they, they opened their show with Let Me Be the One. Mm -hmm. The only time I ever saw Elvis in concert was Murfreesboro, and they opened that show with Jimbo's song way before I knew him, so that was a, kind of a cool tie-in. Mm -hmm. But um, they said, Elvis loves this song. He's going to cut it. He's going to cut it. Well, he died 
before he got a chance to cut it. Oh. So, you know, a missed opportunity. Yeah. But a few, I say a few years ago, it's probably been 20 years now, someone called us and said, Jimbo, your song is on online with Elvis singing it. The demo tape. It was wasn't it a demo? demo. It was, they were rehearsing the song in Elvis's Palm Springs home and one of the girlfriends had <gasps> recorded it. Oh my God. I mean, you can, you can go online and, and pull it up. It's, it's really funny and Elvis, they said he always wanted to be a bass singer so he's trying to sing the bass line and, and then he's, he's kind of dirtying up the words a little bit, the lyrics. He, <sighs> You know, some yeah. little inappropriate oh, yeah. lyrics, yeah. but it's adorable. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, you know, we never knew for sure that that was true, but that's certainly confirmed. Yeah, it has been confirmed. So I say, he does, he did have an Elvis cut, but it was... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is, that, wow. Yeah, that was cool. Okay. It's double platinum on Fancy Free. Fancy Free double platinum. And the Oak Ridge Boys Christmas um, had a couple songs there. Bobby Sue. Bobby Sue. That was, you know, Wood Newton wrote the Bobby Sue, and... The one that did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wood, yeah. Wood yeah. wrote Bobby Sue, yeah. and yeah. we had a song on there called "Until You." Yeah, it was the first song Jimbo ever wrote with Rusty Golden. Ah. It was the first song he wrote about me, and uh, it wound up on on this album. It's a great song. How many songs did he write about you, Brenda? Oh gosh, that you know of hundreds. I was going to say hundreds. He made me a whole book of lyrics that are. Uh, did he? Know. Oh, you yeah. should publish that as a book. Oh, I, I know, I'm thinking about yeah. that. Songs about you. Ah, oh, there's a title for that. Uh, songs, songs about me. <laughs> Let's yeah. see, Deliver, this, we had a song on this album, and then The Greatest Hits, of course, that had Fancy yeah. Free, and that's Fancy Free. And, yeah, these are duplicates that we got for publishing. Well, it, goes on. And, uh, it shows how, yeah. how amazing the song is. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah, it just goes on. This is wow. so cool. This, this is, is like this is what we call music row history. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like a it's like a museum in here. Oh. Isn't it? Wow. Country Country Music Hall of Fame. Part two. Yeah. Henrietta, Tennessee. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> what else would you like to, to oh, show gosh. us or talk about or let's see. Your beautiful home. There's pictures. Do you have any questions about any of these pictures? You should know. There's us with Garth, and so this you, is at Songwriter Festival. You mentioned you're going back down to um, Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival this year. Yes. And uh, you're helping someone get started on a podcast show. Yes. <laughs> the gentleman who did the documentary film, Beautiful Jim, that was on our story, and he came out here and and just put a beautiful film together. But he's wanting to do a podcast of songwriter interviews, so he's Good. asking if I'd help him do that. Good. So I think I'm gonna go. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I was ready to go back there without him there with me, but if Rex needs me, I'll be there because he, he put together the whole video for the yeah. celebration and everything. So. And Jimbo, we lost Jimbo 18 months ago, you said it was? Yeah, March yeah. the 4th mm -hmm. of uh, 22. Yeah. But he was, he was down for about eight months. He had a heart attack and uh, bypass surgery with a stroke on the operating table, and he, was, he lived another eight months. He came around quite a bit. We, we had a lot of fun, sweet times mm -hmm. together in that eight months, but yeah. then he died in March. So. He turned 70 in the nursing home. Yeah. So. Good. 
Well, you're remarkable. You're my southern belle. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is <laughs> this really is wonderful. Sweet. Is there anything else you want to share? With Let's us? see. We'll, we'll go outside and look. Looking at the cows. Yeah, the cows it's, are coming up. They, they, are they coming? It's getting to be sunset, yeah. and they're, yeah. they're they come up, up to the fence, and yeah, we can get close to. Beautiful Jim. Did you want to talk about the um, documentary. the documentary a bit? Yes, um, that came about from the. The strong medicine record that Sandy Knox did on him. You're familiar with that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wrinkled Records. Right. And she put it out. He finally had an a artist deal. It's 61 years old. <laughs> so cool. And uh, through the promotion of it, he somehow connected. That's a long story, but he connected with Rex Jones, who's also from Mississippi, and he was in the documentary film department at Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. He was doing a whole series of Southern. Uh, stories about interesting people in the South, and he said, "I got one more." He called, and he he said, "I've got one more uh, film to make out of a series of twelve, and I'm wondering if you'd be interested in, in oh, doing it." Yeah, and we said, "Of course." You know, Timbo's always been an open book, and the whole story of of um, his life and you know, growing up in Mississippi, small town Mississippi, and us being together and his whole battle with HIV AIDS and mm -hmm. uh, they wanted to do a story on it so it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's available online. Mm -hmm. It's called Beautiful Jim. Okay. You can go on his website jimbohenson.com and there's a link to the film and there's a link to the celebration. Yeah, perfect. Fantastic. Perfect. So, so and Tommy will put that in the credits at absolutely. the end. Okay. Yeah. So people can find that as well. Okay. So. Well this was not, this is in the film Oh. I just read this lyric. It's just so beautiful, and it, it was actually in the film. Do you want me to read it, or you want to read it? I don't know if I can read it. Do you want me to read it? Okay. So this was in the film. This was in the film. It's towards the end of the film. He's sitting at this piano here and um, playing and, and singing. It's a beautiful piece. Co-written with Dylan Dixon. My days on earth. My days on earth. In the time that I am given my days on earth as I live through each lesson. I will dance through the battle and I'll be singing when I fall after all. My days on earth as I walk along with you, Lord, deep in my heart, keep me humble and true, Lord. Forgive me when I stumble and wash away the dirt after all. My days on earth, Lord, help me not to waste them. Give the strength to face them with a faith it can't be shaken. God help me to be worth my days on earth. That's brilliant. Brenda Fielder, <laughs> thank you so much for allowing us inside the thank middle you for of your coming. herd. This is the middle of my herd. Yeah, she'll meet my herd a little bit later. So. <laughs> this is just fantastic. I appreciate yeah. you all coming. So I'm going to give you a big hug now. We're going to make the microphones all squeak. Yes, yeah. and I will tell you this. I just realized this today. You are the first songwriter friends that have, has been to visit me since since he was gone. Oh, oh my God. And not that nobody's wanted to come out or anything, but yeah. of course my house was, I had a flood on yeah. Christmas Day and the house had been completely torn apart oh. <laughs> until about two months ago. Yeah. And um, I just hadn't felt like having yeah. much company, oh, you know. So I've had a lot of family in and out, yeah. of course. I've had huge support from everybody and reaching out, but you're the first ones to well, come and do blessing, anything here, really. so this is just I love a it. Blessing. I love it. Yeah, we're honored. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, oh my God. Thank you for wanting oh to.
days on earth In the time that I am given My days on earth As I live through each lesson I will dance through the battle And I'll be singing when I fall After all My days on earth As I walk along with you in my heart keep me humble and true Lord forgive me when I stumble and wash away the dirt after all my days on earth Lord help me not to waste them give me the strength to face them with the faith that can't be shaken days on earth and the nights that fall between them the best and the worst of my dreams as I have dreamed them will even out in the end when the roll up there is called after all my days on earth Lord help me not to waste them give me the strength hope you've enjoyed our episode today and the first of a series of interviews that we've captured along the road this summer. We're going to be bringing more of those to you, but we wanted to start with today with Miss Brenda Fielder, and thank you, Brenda, once again. And thank you, Global Pet Foods, for sponsoring today's episode. Again, Global Pet Foods, Dundurn and Dundas locations here in Ontario. And as we head into fall, Once again, soups and sweater seasons, let's not take these days on earth for granted. Let's hold each other warm and close and give thanks every day to the Creator that we have these days on earth together. I'm Tia McGrath, and thank you for listening to Jake's Place Songs and Tales. Tom and I are just tickled to death that you took time out of your busy schedule to stop by and visit us today at Jake's Place Songs and Tales. We hope you enjoyed the show and will consider becoming a subscriber. 
You can find us and subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And again, thank you, Global Pet Foods, for sponsoring this episode of Jake's Place Songs and Tales. Global Pet Foods, where our pets are undeniably part of the family. If you're interested in becoming an underwriter or would just like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. Please send all your feedback, comments, inquiries, ideas for future shows to tiamagraph.com forward slash Jake's Place. There you'll find our comments section as well as our Lake Country store. Check out some of our cool merchandise, Jake the Road Dog Book, and of course our CDs. You mean the world to us, and Tommy and I are just so thankful to be sharing this beautiful road dog journey with you, one paw print at a time. Until our next episode, let yourself be crazy beautiful, find the song in your heart, and hey, still some meat on that bone, Jake.